everyone, and welcome back to another installment of the Travel and Tourism Podcast, my first season. My guest today studied theater, then communications at California State University, Northridge. He had his interview for Club Med in Los Angeles at Universal Studios and was interviewed by none other than Mr. Kenton Smith. His first season was in Club Med Punta Cana in 1987-88 as a DJ. He met his future wife there and has been married now for 30 years. There is much more to the story on how he met his wife that we will dive into, so buckle up, seasoners. He is also the owner of The Silent DJ, Southern California's only locally owned, operated, and interactive silent disco company. What the heck is that? Well, keep listening, friends, and we will tell you from the Golden State. Please help me welcome Mr. Marty Glassman. Hey, Marty, how are you? I'm fabulous. Hey, you, Greg. Hello, everyone. All right. Thanks for uh, coming on, you know, agreeing to share your story with us. That's very kind of you because uh, I do like when people say yes. So uh, you, I reached out to you. You responded immediately. And I wish every guest was like you. <laughs> uh, not at all. I, I'm happy to come on and talk about when I was young and in shape and had the world in front of me. Yeah. And you down by life. I'm kidding. And you were, and you were <laughs> yeah. And you were in the probably, you know, geo in the greatest decade anyone's ever known the 80s but we're, we're, oh, we're, gonna, we're gonna get into that in the music uh, so yeah I, I i found it interesting because you know i, I work at a, a university in montreal uh, you had studied theater can you tell everyone why you switched from theater to communications please there i was going into from high school into college i really wasn't into theater much in high school but i just didn't know what i wanted and you know, there I was going 17, 18 years old, going into college and pick a major. Okay, I'll do theater. And I did. And then I'm kind of going through the motions in theater. And I got I got through four, <laughs> four years of theater. And uh, probably my, uh, I'd say my, my third year in, I kind of thought, what am I doing? I'm getting a degree from theater from California State University, Northridge. Oh boy, the bright prospects there. So uh, I decided to change majors and uh, and keep, I kept my theater degree, kept moving forward on it, but I also simultaneously started working on my communications degree, which I loved um, and ended up getting that. And uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't quite get a dual degree because there was one project that they asked me to do. That was my last project to get my degree in theater and I refused to do it. So um, I never actually got my <laughs> my degree in theater, but very happy being uh, having uh, my degree in communications. I loved it. Well, if I'm hearing you correctly, Marty, and I think I am, well, while you were doing you know, the semesters in theater, were you worried about mm. eating later? Like, was uh, food, a like, is that why you would switch? Like, how am I going to feed myself? Yeah, something, something kicked in. Of, okay. Hey, you know, maybe <laughs> you want to think about, I don't know, life after college. So, uh, yeah, that was probably my, my, uh, little, uh, little Marty, my inner Marty going, you know, you should have a backup plan. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so the, the, I went with, communications and I and I loved it I mean that's something we you know she use every day whether it's group or interpersonal or you know persuasive techniques or all sorts so I, I just I just loved it and I talk a lot so it worked out great 
Okay. Well, I'm going to hope to get a word in edgewise here, listeners. So, uh, you know, Marty's going to go on timeout if he doesn't let me ask him questions, but uh, <laughs> he's, already, he's already agreed to that. Yeah. So we said you're from California. You are, um, you're from Encino, correct? That's correct. Okay. Now, so just tell us like, you know, how did you find out about Club Med? Uh, was it someone that you knew that went there? Right. So um, I was actually a, a DJ in college, a, a friend of mine uh, doing events. Um, I, I was in theater at the time and another friend of mine who was a kindred spirit of thinking, what are we doing? <laughs> he said, listen, I've got this great job and you're going to love it. It's being a DJ. And I thought, oh, well, and terrific. And and I always loved music. My brother was a professional entertainer and singer. So he introduced me to all sorts of, of types of music and genres. And, and I had a really broad base of music that I enjoyed. So, hey, I went into it. Let's let's give this a shot and started. I, I, I joined a, a company. The man was not quite the nicest, but I absolutely from the time my first time I went out, which was a fraternity party at UCLA. I made, I cleared $35 for five, six hours work. I, I went home that uh, the next morning and I said to my mom and dad, I found my niche. This is, I, uh, this is what I want to do. And uh, I never, ever thought next year it'll be 40 years, but uh, I just fell in love with DJing. And, um, you know, 40 years later, I love it as much or more than ever. So very fortunate. Found my thing. <laughs> was $35 a lot of money back then for what, five hours? You said it, it was not. <laughs> okay. Okay. I thought, I thought it was. And you were like, all right, parents, I cracked it. I cracked the code. This there is- it is. Okay. Right. Okay. No, no, that was, I, but it didn't matter. I, I mean, it was $35 after I rented the wreck of a van and after I paid the gun. Oh, okay. So I, yeah, that rented me the equipment. And so, okay. Yeah, all right. All right, good. Now, so how do you like how do you apply to Club Ed? Someone just said, hey, you should just apply and see what happens. Right. Right. So very funny. I was heading towards graduation. I was uh I was freaking out <laughs> because you know, my perspective was always, you know, you 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 go through school and it's just kind of you just progress. And and for me, it wasn't a lot of thought. You you know, you go from elementary school into junior high, and junior high into high school, and high school. I don't know. You go to college, and so I went into college, and 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 I loved my classes. So I I was there, graduated on the six year degree, and and but now I'm edging towards I'm going to be graduating, and what am I going to do now? And I remember seeing friends and people and fellow students going to career fairs with uh, and and walking around those and seeing, you know, representatives from Xerox and Lytton and Jurgens and 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 just the thought of working in an office was so antithetical to to what I wanted. And uh, and I was starting to freak out. And I remember just this epiphany with my mom thinking, you know, it just hit me. I can do anything. And I remember saying to her, if I want to go teach windsurfing on an island, I, I can do that. And it's my life. And sure enough, about a month later, a friend of mine that was DJing at this company with me, a uh, second company, much more enjoyable, uh, said, hey, you know, I saw an ad in the paper 
for uh, Club Med and they're looking for people. And I thought, uh, oh, well, what, what's that? <laughs> so so I looked it up and wow, that sounded pretty neat. And so I, uh, I found out they were uh, holding interviews at uh, Universal Studios at the hotel there. And I, I it was able to get an interview. Yeah, when I got, I, I remember meeting with Kenton and uh, speaking with him and nice guy and him just as I'm talking, I'm very energetic and enthusiastic about stuff. So I was just, just the thought of meeting people from all around the world. And, oh, and he kept just laughing and shaking his head and checking boxes. And, and he, he turned to me and he said, I, I want you for my village. And I went, wow, well, that's a good sign. So, um, so yeah. So when I, when I finally got the call, I don't know how many weeks later, oh man, that was one of the landmark moments of my life where they told me I'm going to be working in the Dominican Republic. And I didn't know where that was. And I, I actually, I actually called information 411 and asked the operator, where is that? And she said, I think it shares an island with Haiti. I went, okay. And got off the world book. And oh man, that was so exciting. Okay, but for correct me if I'm wrong, 411, that that was really, I mean, she didn't really have to answer that, right? I mean, that was she she did not. She could, okay. she could tell you where the the number of the local pizza place, but okay. uh that, we called that information back in the day. <laughs> so oh, that's, that's right. What uh so tell me what 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 do you remember? Do you remember arriving? You remember your flight? Like give me give me, oh, give me yeah. everything. What, what whatever you can remember. I will, absolutely. So this was my first time away from home. And uh I I was super excited and I remember flying in <laughs> I remember flying in to Florida and for the the short hop to take another flight to Dominican Republic and I'm waiting in the airport and I've got you know my my duffel bag and an old ratty straw hat and a tank top and I'm sitting in the uh in in the little lounge before the gate and some guy uh, his name was Chris, really good guy. We became really good friends there. He comes up and and I'm just jazzed. And you can see I'm kind of vibrating with excitement. I'm smiling. And, and he's he's the old veteran Geo that's done numerous. And he's all, he looks at me, he's like, dude, Geo? And I go, yeah. <laughs> and he said, I said, how can you tell? He's going, I, I can tell, trust me. And he comes over and he sits down and we start talking. And then he gets up and he walks away. And uh, within, I don't know, minute and a half, this gorgeous blonde, oh, just heart stopping, comes and sits down next to me. And she leans in and she says, are you a G.O.? And I said, yeah. And she puts her hands on me. She's rubbing my chest and she's, I love G.O.s. And I said, Really? Uh, well, uh, my name's Marty. I'm Liesa. And sure enough, Chris plops down in the chair on the other side of me and just starts laughing. Hey, this is my girlfriend. And we all started laughing and, and we became great friends. And my my first day, we, we fly in and I, because I'm the DJ, uh, I scored and I, I scored a, a beast room. And for those that don't know, it is a, a single room. So I didn't have to share with anyone because I'd be coming in late at night. 
So I had my own room with an adjoining bathroom with uh, another gentleman. So Liesa knocks on my door. This was my first day there and uh, says, you want to go to the beach? And I said, great. Pretty much just like that, you know, with my voice hitting the upper register. And we went down to the beach and we get down there and we're just about to go to the water and she takes off her top. And I went, I actually told her that. And uh, we both took a swim and it was just, it was a great start to a great experience. So, yeah, that, that, that whole topless thing was part of my culture shock at club. Ed. Uh, <laughs> not, nothing really prepares you for it, you know, and of course they're acting like it's nothing. You've just got there. You don't know what's going on, you know, like, no, uh, no. And it is. And the interesting thing is you, you do get so used to it that I remember returning to go back home and being on the beach and seeing women with their tops on and, and thinking, huh, well, that's a little weird. I did, I did have a funny experience though. You know, when I when I first went down there as an American guy in California, I mean, no one wears Speedos. And <laughs> so uh people had, you know, had told me, oh, you, you probably want to get a Speedo because you know it's all European guys and nobody wears board shorts and this and that and okay so I went over to Big Five which is a sporting sporting goods store and bought some Speedos that are typical Speedos that we used to wear on swim team back in high school and when I showed up I remember the two nurses there Angelique and uh oh, Emmanuel they became friends too they were both French as soon as, soon as they saw my my uh speedos they started laughing and i i got self-conscious what people wear speed and they're saying oh did you steal those from your mother because they were too <laughs> they were too big <laughs> they were too wide and uh and they pitched in and bought me a pair that were really skinny and that you know we, we used to call those marble bag holders and and uh we used to, and, and and I just, I just laughed and I was a little self-conscious, but then I got so used to it and it did feel so great swimming in them. And, and, and so when I, uh, when I returned back home, I remember going to the beach with probably about six buddies and uh, we're all at the beach and everybody's putting down their towels. And then I put down my towel and I've got my board shorts on and, and everyone's laughing and talking. Did you go here? Hey, maybe we can go. And conversations going on. And I pull down my board shorts and I'm wearing speedos, the one thing. And everyone simultaneously turned, pointed at me, and said, No. <laughs> so uh, so that was a kind of yeah. rude awakening. Oh yeah, <laughs> back home. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the simple no. Yeah, that'll uh, that'll do it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, ta- so, we'll take me take me back to Punta Cana now. So they stick you. Uh, okay, so you're a DJ. What's what's the what's the music like in the eighty late eighties? Uh, what, what are you playing a lot of? Do you recall it? Well, yes. So I was coming from you know a background in in nightclubs and events. So we were playing a you know I mean back in the day we were in. Uh, I mean, when I was DJing through 84, 85, 86, 87, leading up into 
Club Med, you know, we were playing everything from, you know, the, the new wave stuff like New Order and, you know, Blue Monday and English Beat, uh, you know, also Billy Idol, all sorts of stuff to, of course, you know, Madonna and uh, Janet Jackson and that that kind of stuff. But there we, you know, when I when I arrived at at Club Med in Punta Cana, um, we had a lot of Europeans and they have a very, I should say, back then anyway, a limited taste on what they wanted. So, you know, all I would really play, I would I would start to branch out and play different music and Devo. And, and they, no, no, uh, don't you have uh, Madonna and uh, Michael Jackson? And uh, it, that was it. It was Madonna. Michael Jackson, if you strayed from either of that, they started to get a little uh, a little hostile. It was very funny, uh, but a little frustrating as the DJ. But it was it was uh, yeah, it, it it really kind of taught me. And and when I when I arrived, you know, I didn't have much music because it was all records, and the only records I had were those that were there. So I remember how excited I was when I finally uh, spoke with my chef de village and uh, had him order new records. And uh, I got a whole shipment of just some great music. And, you know, and, and and I was very happy to kind of branch out a little. I kind of pulled our guests along with me. And something that I, I took from my events background that uh, usually many DJs don't make use of is I'm very interactive. So I'm I'm pulling, you know, doing a lot of interactive stuff with the crowd, getting everyone to do sing-alongs, clapping their hands, getting out there and leading a, a line dance. So they had never seen that. So I became very popular very fast. Um, so and I ended up becoming uh, the number one DJ in the American zone for many years. Oh, I'm sorry, many months. So. Uh, so, yeah, that was a good feeling. All right. Now, at what because I think we should bring up your current wife, right? So, because I love I love how when when couples meet stories, right? So mm-hmm. I, I de- deliberately held back in your intro that interesting part of, of this. So if you can just take me through how you met, what was she doing? Was she mini club? You know, just take you just you know set 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 the story here for me. Tell me everything. Absolutely. Don't hold back, sir. Happy to. Well, there I was. My First, it was after my first month and we, you know, everybody meets inside for dinner in the, the big community uh, dining hall. And then afterwards, uh, typically we would all do crazy signs and all the GOs would leave the GMs doing the crazy signs and that kind of thing. But before that happened, it was a little bit of a downtime until everybody finished dinner. And I remember sitting on the steps of where all the GMs would stand or sit when and we the GOs would be down below leading everyone and I was just sitting waiting and uh this girl came up and she's kind of cute and she's wearing some white overalls and very tan and I just being usually friendly and outgoing said hi I'm Marty and she said hi I'm Catherine and I started talking to her and I said, of course. So where are you from? And uh, she said, oh, California. 
And uh, I mean, we, you know, being Club Med, we have geos from everywhere, from Italy and Turkey and Canada and I mean, France and you name it. Um, and hardly any were from California. And I said, oh, really? I said, where in California? See, she said, Southern California, Los Angeles. And I said, oh, okay, where? And she said, uh, San Fernando Valley. And I said, where? And she said, Granada Hills. And I said, Encino, which happens to be about six and a half miles from, from Granada Hills. <laughs> and we started laughing. I said, what school did you go to? Oh, Kennedy. I went to Birmingham. So we grew up right down the way from each other. Um, and we laughed and started talking about all the places uh, that we went, you know, all the, the clubs that you went to try and sneak into in high school and the restaurants you like to go to. And so we kind of made plans that, oh, you know what, we're going to get together after Club Med. And she, you know, I noticed this, there was, she had this quality about her. Just, it was, I, I always say it was just, it was not, not quite as descriptive, but just something, something about her. And there was just, um, just a kindness and an openness and uh, no artifice or anything like that. And it, it just, I, I, we never really took it very far, but it was interesting because I had so many friends that were fellow GOs that would periodically come up to me uh, out of nowhere and say, hey, you know who you'd be great with is Kathy from Mini Club, uh, because everybody had their their uh, their title afterwards. So I was Marty the DJ and she was Kathy from Mini Club. And so so I said, yeah, she's and doesn't she live near you? Yeah. I, I mean, numerous people said that. Uh, and and one night we ended up just kind of kissing. But that was it. And she went on, fell in love with uh, some some French um, GM. And uh, I ended up falling for a, a, a Canadian model that turned out to be basic instinct, my my little basic instinct version. But we hey, always hey, no, no, not all Canadians are like that. Okay. No, I know <laughs> I'm that. Just, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. Mark. No, <laughs> you guys are delightful. But uh Anyway, so long story short, about a year and a half later, I went back to my my DJ company that I was working at prior to uh, Club Med, and uh, she went on to do a couple of more villages. She returns back to her old uh, company that she was working at before she left, which was a motion picture catering company. So they would do all the TV shows and movies and provide craft services, that kind of thing. They need a DJ for a party. So she ends up calling my company where I was currently working to try and schedule a DJ for an event. Uh, and then just offhandedly, she said, hey, by the way, does a guy named Marty work there? That was it. That was that was uh, 34 years ago. <laughs> so wow. So yeah, we've been together ever ever since. Well, no, I shouldn't say ever since, but we did have a little uh, break because um, she uh, oh, we all the guys okay. a little. She well, the the break was actually early on. We, we were dating for probably about two months. I'm I'm kind of a lot if you're not ready for me. <laughs> I mean, I'm a lot, but uh, but 
it was interesting because I was so not the guy that she would usually go for all of her guys that she would, that she would, would be interested in earlier were uh, Europeans. So she was very snobby. She they were all, you know, Francois and Emmanuel and, you know, uh, Guido and Pascal and, you know, you dress a certain way and they, you know, they, and uh, here comes Monty Glassman from the Valley. <laughs> and uh, I, I wasn't the most cultured back then. I'm still probably well, not. Well, what, what was it? The Speedos that went her over? Because that's you know, very European, it was, you know? It was my winning personality. She just okay. couldn't, couldn't live without it. <laughs> and she said to herself, oh, this guy's a DJ. I'm set for life. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I'm back glad off. Back off, ladies. He's mine, right? Yeah. Oh, look out. I'm, I'm hitching my wagon to this guy. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad she hung in there. Yeah, she's a trooper, right? She is a trooper. Trust me, everyone that knows us is like, God, I don't know how she does it. But right. it's, a, it's a funny story. You know, it's, 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 and it's so great that, you know, we were there together. And because I'll, you know, we'll say to each other, nobody knows how cool it was there at Club Med. And and she even says, you know, out of her three Club Meds that she worked, um, our village was probably, well, she said it was the best. I mean, it was just beautiful and the people. And so it was, it was a great experience to have together that we can look back on together, you know. Is there is there anyone in that in that village that you enjoyed working with? Like besides the names we mentioned already, is there anyone that... You know, a, a friend of ours named Peter, uh, who Peter Garrity, and I'll I'll uh, I'll send him this podcast. I'm sure he'd he'd love to hear it. So uh, Peter was working. Uh, oh, and by the way, Catherine worked for Mini Club, um, <laughs> and uh, and so we wouldn't really see each other much because she she was so busy during the days and in the evenings. She's she's always been a kind of an early to bed kind of person she she's not really a firecracker at night at night time so you know she went to the the disco where i would dj probably a couple of times when it was mandatory and uh and she was just exhausted with the kids the, um and and if you ever get to interview her she just she's very funny with her yeah would, would love to yeah i would love to yeah you know the the working with the mini club she had worked with baby club before and uh i mean she had no she, she had left she said none of us had any experience with babies or children <laughs> and we're just you know they'd be you know people would drop off their kids and uh it's they're supposed to pick them up at four and it's like six o'clock and they're wandering around the village with the toddler saying excuse me you're so oh really oh okay we didn't sorry so, uh, so I remember having a talk with her before we got married, um, and her saying, you know, I gotta tell you, I don't really think I want to have kids. And, uh, it was a bit of a shock for me because I never really thought about, oh, I really want to have kids, but I never thought I wouldn't have kids. So, uh, that was a bit of a shocker, but she was so just exhausted from, caring for other it was such an exhausting time working mini club with the other people's children that she was just burned out so here we are 
with a 25 and a 26 year old years later. So we laugh about that as well. Um, but Peter uh, Garrity, I'll wind, put a tail on this kite. Peter was Australian and he was working in mini club with Catherine. In fact, I think he was her roommate for a little while. So all three of us became very good friends and we still are friends today. He, I visited him in Australia and stayed with him. He's come out with his wife and stayed with us a few times. He's just a, a great, fun, down-to-earth guy. So, uh, so yeah. Well, like most Aussies, yeah. I mean, if, if you can't get along with an Aussie, then like you're you're probably the problem. You know what I mean? Like, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. My brother and my family lives out in Australia, and I've been numerous times. And yeah, it's just a great, you know, such a down to earth. Uh, they'll they'll. <laughs> I remember when I first went there the first time. <laughs> I I was we're so filled with euphemisms in our culture here in the U.S. And I remember uh, getting off the plane and saying, excuse me, uh, to, to somebody in the airport, excuse, do you know where the restroom is? Well, the toilet is right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm meeting somebody in a in a party. Oh, so you're an instructor at the college? I'm a teacher. <laughs> so, <laughs> so very fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, it's kind of no, no, no frills in, in Australia. And then again, nope. then you have to understand their language. There are Aussie English dictionary that are two pages long, you know, like they oh, have their yeah. own terms and everything, but yeah, God, I love that country though. Oh, so yeah, so laid back. <laughs> right, well, speaking of a DJ, let, let's just segue a little bit from club Med, then we'll go back to club med. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm really curious. Um, I'm, I'm on your website. I'm looking at it. I'm still having a hard time deciphering what I'm looking at. So if you could explain me, what, what exactly is the silent DJ for those who've never seen one or experienced it? Absolutely. So I, I've been DJing, like I said, for next year, probably 40 years. And, and it's, you know, we see so many things at different events over the years. I mean, so many people are always trying to stick out, try something new, separate themselves from the, the party pack, uh, you know, clients. And uh, it's so rare that I ever see anything and I say, okay, that's awesome. And uh, so about 12 years ago, I was, and I've, I, and I, which means to say I've seen everything at events. So about 12 years ago, I was doing a wedding uh, it, up the street from my house. It was actually the closest I've ever worked. It was down the block and uh, it was in the street. So they blocked off the street. They had all this great lounge furniture and fire pit and and it was a you know a higher end wedding and i was the the dj and i brought my speakers and of course it's it's going off and um at around 10 a.m or i'm sorry 10 p.m uh, 20 after 10 who shows up uh and uh if i had a dollar for every time a police officer poked me in the chest as a professional dj and said you have to shut it down now and it was my first time in 30 years, 30 something years that I, I was able to say, actually, I don't. And I had a uh, 90 pairs of wireless headphones that the client had rented because uh, she grew up down the street, but her husband was Israeli. So um, in Europe and in uh, Israel, Silent Disco has been going for uh, years. And 
they had rented these headphones just in the case of the, getting a noise complaint. So I had a little transmitter in my system. I passed out 90 pairs of wireless headphones and the police were, I shut off my speakers and, and the police were laughing. They said, okay, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And people lost their minds. There's, it, they, everyone was coming up to me. Oh my, this is amazing. And just that reaction, I had never seen or experienced anything. People so over the moon about it. And putting on the headphones, I mean, I, I often, because I get this all the time, it's, it's a very hard, I've never had something so incredibly successful and yet so incredibly difficult to sell because people don't, it's so far a people's wheelhouse, they don't quite get it. Some do. It's like people going into a, a house that is for sale. Some people see the potential. Other people, it's just not, they can't unless it's staged, you know? So the once you put on those headphones, think about when you put earbuds in or you put headphones on yourself and you're listening to music, how immersive that is. Well, now imagine that experience and you look around and there's four or 500 people all in that immersive type of experience. And, you know, I've heard all the negatives from people that have never tried it. And one of them is, well, it's, you know, it's so isolating. I mean, you're not, and it's exactly the opposite. Once you put those headphones on, you look around and you're in a shared experience with three, four, 500 people and everyone is feeling the same vibe. And um, the cool thing is the headphones are actually three channel. So when we go out and we do a party or a function or a public, you know, a public event, we have three DJs playing simultaneously. So the headphones you're wearing have the ability to switch between all three DJs. And when you switch to a DJ, your headphone glows the color of the DJ you're listening to. So red, green, or blue. So everyone can look around and see who's listening to what and people switch back and forth. So, and us as DJs, we, <laughs> most of my DJs are fellow professional DJs and my, my good friends. So we have a blast seeing who can get the most people on their channel. And it's, it constantly shifts back and forth. You look out there and typically it's very funny. You know, I'll, I'll, I'm always on the blue channel and you'll look out and everyone's on blue and they're having a blast. And I glance down at my laptop and I get the next song ready, maybe 20 seconds. And I glance up and everyone's on red. And I look over at my friend, Scott, or my, my buddy, Eddie, and they're all on red or green. And I switch over and I laugh and I look out and I say, okay, Uptown Funk, come on, because it's such low hanging fruit. <laughs> so, so it's very, very fun. And it's such a, a different experience for everyone, but it's so unique. Um, you know, and the other thing I tell people is imagine when you have headphones on how there's no self-confidence, self-consciousness, you know, you just, cause you can't hear yourself sing. So we think up all these goofy, fun sing-alongs that people just sing top of their lungs. And it's just so fun. You know, we'll put on, 
Dancing Queen by ABBA and men, women, kids, everyone singing, you know, Journey, Don't Stop Believing or Living on a Prayer or, you know, all the fun, goofy sing-alongs. And it's just, it's such, like I said, it's such a unique, wonderful shared experience. And it's, it's just, it's so much fun for us to do. It's the most fun I've ever had DJing. And, and my other DJs say the same thing, you know, it's just, uh, it's just a blast. Awesome. Well, we're going to make sure and, and put the link uh, with your episode so people can check it out, you know, so sure. I encourage Thank everyone you. to check it out, uh, especially if you're in the Southern California area, but, but for sure, right? Because it does, now that I understand it, the three different channels, this looks awesome, man. Oh, yeah. And I encourage everybody, if there's one in your area, no matter where you're living, definitely make the trip to go. It's, it's, it's I always I always like to ask the group, you know, when everybody is losing their minds and dancing and laughing, you know, I'll say, OK, how many people have ever done this before? You know, and nobody. How many people think it's way more fun than they thought it would be? And everyone laughs and cheers because and I say, and then I'll say, hey, how many people had to get dragged to this? And they laugh because it's it is the type of thing that many people, if they haven't done it, they really won't seek it out. But there's never, ever been a time that people ever think eh, it was OK. They just they love it. So awesome. Yeah. All right, sir. Let, let's get back to Club Med. I got some uh, rapid fire questions now. All you right. know, if you don't know the answer, that's fine, because it was a while ago. Did you oh. have a favorite crazy sign at all that you enjoyed or still remember or still play today? <laughs> <laughs> um, you, no, no favorite. Nope. But but I have led uh, hands up uh, <laughs> a couple of times at parties. So okay. it takes me back. Uh, being DJ, you probably didn't get a chance to do the shows. Just curious if you got on stage at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was the uh, the ringmaster for the circus uh, quite a few times. I was, uh, I, I, because I had to leave early to go and DJ, um, I actually was, it, I counted myself fortunate to, to get, and I slept late. So I counted myself fortunate not to have to be in a lot of the shows. Um, I would always run the... Uh, spotlight for the shows and I remember my friend Franck from he was French he would be hunched over working the uh, the soundboard he'd always have the uh, the obligatory cigarette dangling from his lip with the clo half closed eyes and he, he was very funny and uh, but one of my favorite memories was running the spotlight for for the uh, the the hat dance which uh <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. is, uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Well, there's still, I still see photos circulating on somebody posts photos of that every now and then on the various oh. XGO Facebook group. So basically it's a synchronized choreography with hats covering private parts of guys, right? Yes. And everyone is naked, but before they would come out on stage, they would ply them with alcohol. So I just, I just and, remember. And some, and some didn't even need it, right? They're like, hey, some did not need it. And I remember, <laughs> I remember one, they, they were all out there and they're doing their hat dance. And it's, it's actually very funny to watch. And I remember one, uh, I don't know, he just dropped the hat and he's standing there on stage and there's 600 GMs laughing and everyone's laughing. And of course I zoomed in with the uh, spotlight and <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I, fell off of my stool and the uh, spotlight swung up and oh man, that was, 
That I was, was funny. I was in the pool. I was in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> A little chilly in those Punta Cana oh, nights. Well, it was man. the winter. It was the winter season, folks. Okay, it was. It's not, so it's not his fault. Slack. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. All right. I'm guessing because you said you're you're very animated. You're very talkative. So I'm guessing meal time for you must have been like a show. I'm sure the the guests were like looking at their watches, going, "How do we get away from Marty?" Okay. Because oh. normally normally it's the other way around, right? What the are guests? you talking about, Greg? I oh. everyone wanted to sit at Marty's table. My okay. goodness. They didn't and say Mar- 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 Marty. We got to get the show. It's ten o'clock. You oh, didn't ever got you never got any of that. Oh <laughs> come on. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I remember but, but, once but you, on, you must have loved mealtime, I'm guessing, right? Like because oh, of someone yeah, of your personality. It, absolutely. It was, you know, that was for me, my takeaway from Club Med, my favorite part of Club Med was meeting people from everywhere. I remember, you know, and you'd sit at the tables and get a chance to talk and find out, you know, and the and the 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 great equalizer was that we were at Club Med and I would be talking with adults that were probably my age now, but it was just it wasn't even a thought. Oh, I'm talking with this older guy or or being out on the beach and talking with people and they're in their shorts, you know, and 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 a pair of sandals or just and talking. Oh, so what do you do? Well, I own a shipping company. Oh, you know, I own a, a, a stock trading and da, 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 da. And and just just it was the, you know, Club Med was the great equalizer. You know, it was I made a lot of great connections just uh, uh, with GMs that, you know, I, I got their numbers and they'd send me pictures and care packages. And it was, it was great. It was really wonderful. Okay. I've asked other XGO uh, DJs this before, you know, Darren Watson, he's from California and TJ Walker. So, so, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to put you in the scenario. You're in a packed dance floor, you know, it, you know, it's full, everyone's vibing, but some, someone, it could be a European, could be North American comes up to you and just, gives you a buzzkill of her song. So did you have a, like a go-to kind of, you know, not let them down, but in a polite way, tell them like, other than saying, I don't have that record, or did you have, did you have some creative way of telling them that you can't play that song right now? Or like, did you have a DJ thing is I guess what I'm trying to get at that you could Oh, easily... sure. Uh, oh. No, it was, it was usually as, as DJs go, uh, our, our, our patented line would be, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I don't have that. Uh, so that's the quickest way to diffuse it. Um, we still use that today, which is funny because if you think about it now with the internet, we have everything. We can't really use that anymore. That's but right. Yeah, yeah. When you tell people in the moment, they're like, oh, or they, oh, well, you know, I don't have internet here. I'm sorry. I got a bad, but yeah, so you'd be, you'd laugh at some of the requests we get. Um, so uh, yeah, very funny. Um, okay. I do have a funny anecdote about, one of there were two weeks that I remembered out of my whole experience there that uh, Catherine and I, we both laugh about. And it was when our village got taken over by Discovery Toys. And if uh, if you don't know what Discovery Toys is, it's a it's an it's an organization kind of like multi-level marketing or Amway or that kind of thing, where it was not not necessarily multi-level, but kind of along those lines of you buy a bunch of products. And in this case, they were educational toys for kids. And you hold parties in your home, like kind of like Tupperware. And you would sell, you'd get all your friends together and you'd have these parties. And the more you sell, the higher up you go. And the biggest sellers won 
a week at Club Med Punta Cana at our village. So these were all housewives and moms. And we heard they were coming in and they they um, explained what the concept was and who these people were. And they were going to take over the village for two weeks in a row. One group coming in one week, another group coming in the next week. And uh, and we thought, uh, it, and I especially as the DJ, uh, it's going to be pretty boring, a bunch of moms, because I mean, geez, I'm 24. You know, you think anybody 30 years or older is like, you're done, <laughs> you know. So uh, so sure enough, they come in and I am telling you, I have never seen that disco go off harder Every single night, I mean, crazy. It was like New Year's Eve every night, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, especially Friday because they're leaving Saturday. And uh, holy smokes, they were they were crazy and talking to all the male GM geos. So it was it was uh, that was a real experience for me, but just very fun and funny to see and quite an education. So. Awesome. Nice story. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Marty, if you would permit me one last question about Clement. Absolutely. Please. Okay. You sound like you really sound like a guy who you have, you're glad you did it. Like you have zero regrets about going to Club Med Punta Cana. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. Great experience. And you know, it was uh, it was such a, uh, a a positive experience. Just the people I met, you know, the, the place was absolutely just it was a tropical paradise. I tell people, you know, when you look at those uh, posters of palm trees stretching out over the water with coconut, that's where I lived. And it was fantastic. And the, just the, the friends and the people I met from everywhere it just tends across the board on how positive it was and i have so many young djs that work with me that you know they're they're fresh out of college and i tell them listen do this now go work for club med go work for the cruise lines because you know right now all the doors are open just like they were for me back in the day and the more you the longer you live you know, the, the more life kind of weighs down on you with responsibility and obligations and those doors start closing. So I, I, I've i had three of my DJs go uh, and work for, uh, actually one for Club Med and two for, for the cruise lines. Um, and, and my nephew worked for the cruise lines after my experience, just because of a little, I'm pushing them on, hey, do it now because you'll never have the chance to do it again. So, uh, yeah, I look very fondly back on that experience. Yeah, no, that that's great advice eh, to anyone listening. You know, do it, do it now. You know, have some fun, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, everyone. Man, Marty, I want to thank you. Please, you know, again, that was so kind of you to, to come on the show and share your story with us. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Greg, for having me. And listeners, please, I'm going to put the link in twice with this episode. Please check out his website. It's awfully cool, man. The original silent DJ. And you'll have to explain to me what, what, and yes, where the guys in Mammoth means uh, in, in brackets. What does that mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Mammoth is a big ski resort in the West. Uh, and 
they would they've had us there for 10 years performing in the in the village there uh so we love to ski my friends and i so uh we dj and in do silent disco at the bottom of the mountain every season so oh cool yeah and with a lot of people have seen us <laughs> all right everyone that was marty glassman and i'm gonna let you take it away marty and that sultry smooth dj voice of yours just thank our listeners for tuning in take it all away, right sir. Well, a big thank you to all my listeners and all my fellow GOs out there. Ah, the times we had and how fit we were. (laughs) So thanks again, everybody, uh, for listening to me yammer about my Club Med days. Thank you, Greg, for having me on. Thank you, sir. Really, thank you very much, Marty. And we'll see you all next week with a new episode. Bye, everyone. Don't miss it.